Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Baptist Temple's podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle Dinsmore, and I pray today's sermon is a blessing to you as you continue to seek the Lord and follow His will for your life. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. God bless you. If you got your Bibles, you can turn them to Genesis chapter 47. And uh, we are continuing on in uh, our study entitled Life. And last week we were challenged with this idea of giving and, uh, and encouraged, hopefully, with our, our giving. We, uh, we looked at that we should be giving to God, back to God, because he's given us all good gifts, all good things. We should be giving back to God uh, in a way that's reflecting the great gift that he's given to us. And again, when we talk about giving, we're not just talking about financially. We're talking about our time, our abilities, everything. Again, he's given to us everything, every resource that we have. Even the abilities, the time, the opportunity, the blessings in this nation to have the jobs we have, to work hard, to, to make those, that, that money. And so again, as I said last week, God doesn't, he's not out for our money. I, as a pastor of this church, we're not out for your money. It's not about that. Uh, it, of course, we all know that money in this world makes things go around, so there is an aspect of that. And again, that goes even back to uh, the temple days. There was gifts to be brought so that the temple service and those in the temple service could continue there and doing what God had commanded them to do. And so while there is that aspect of it, it's not about that. I mean, that's just the tangible side of things. Um, it's about giving in any regard. is about where our heart is in respect to uh, what God has given to us. Um, Jesus said very clearly, there's two things that you can serve in this world. You can either serve God or you can serve money. And uh, you can't serve both. And so again, uh, that's been the case for thousands of years. This is not, nothing new. Now I'll say this, there's much more money uh, than, there, than there was uh, relative to the times uh, thousands of years ago. Uh, maybe greed has increased because the Bible says the end times, uh, that will be part of the things uh, that we have to deal with. But um, again, it's not, not about just money. It's about us giving back to God everything that he's given us in light of that great gift that he's given to us. And so, um, again, we have mental capacities, physical capacities. Uh, there's, again, things like being in this nation versus being in a third world country. I mean, on and on and on, we have these great blessings. And again, we were challenged and charged and encouraged to look at how we give back to God uh, in light of all of those many blessings that God has given to us. And uh, the reason why we saw that is because Joseph, our, the person we're studying, has uh, been given opportunity, he's been given power, he's been given resources. As a matter of fact, all the resources of all of Egypt. And, uh, and so he had an opportunity with his family to either say, you know what, I, I'm, I don't know if they're going to betray me again, I don't know if they're going to mess with me again, I don't know if they're going to you know, try to take advantage of me again. He could have been selfish. He could have said, you know what, I've got all the power now. They cast me away before, and, you know, they can live in this land, but they can fend for themselves just like every other Egyptian's going to have to. Uh, but he didn't. He said, you know what, I, I'm going I'm to ensure that they're taken care of. I'm going to give, I'm going to give, I'm going to do, uh, even for those that wronged me. And so, uh, again, we, we saw that as a great example for us as we look to giving back to God as he's given to us. And this week we move forward in this study, and um, I, again, we're going to see another important point. So I hope that you uh, will stay engaged the whole time, because this today is a very, very, very important reminder for us as, as people, uh, especially in 2019. So let's pray, and we'll look into it. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you again for just the sweet opportunity we've already had to worship you in song. 
um, from the very beginning choir special, just that thought uh, that there's only one that's worthy of all blessing and honor and glory, and it's you. Lord, we realize that you are the, the, the worthy one, and we're so thankful and so humbled that we have an opportunity uh, to even utter your name, to call out to you, to sing praises to you. And the, the mind-blowing thing is that not only will you hear that, but you want that from us. And uh, just unclean vessels only clean because of the work that you've done in us. And again, it's your righteousness and our own. And so, God, we're just, we're just humbled. We're, we're amazed at you. And uh, we pray you continue to work in this. Lord, as we, um, again, that, that last song, all the music through that last song, just listen to our hearts, God. Um, we, we want to be in tune with you. And that's our desire this morning, so that you can speak to us and we can respond rightly. And Lord, if there is somebody here that's lost, um, they're searching, they're seeking for truth, they're searching for answers. Lord, they're here this morning and they're not quite sure that if today would be the day they passed on, that they passed away, that they died. They're not positive that heaven would be their eternal home. If there's somebody like that this morning, God, I pray that you would speak to them specifically. Reveal your love, share the, the, the truth, the good news with them uh, through what's said, Lord, and, and I pray that they would receive it and they would accept it. They would experience forgiveness of sins. They would be born again and they would walk out of these doors today with that free gift of eternal life that only you can give. And uh, Lord, we pray for the rest of us, God, who have accepted that gift, receive that gift. We pray that our hearts would be in tune and ready to receive uh, this message this morning as well. Lord, just use me as a vessel, and we'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. I remember being a kid and um, <clears throat> also being a teenager, and I remember thinking that, man, uh, when summer came, I was so excited, and then as summer came to an end, I remember thinking, oh, I don't want to go back to school. I'm never going to be done with school. I'm never, I'm always, it seems like I'm always going to be in school. I'm in sixth grade, I'm in seventh grade, I'm in eighth grade. I'm never going to finish school. And uh, I remember thinking that I couldn't wait to graduate and be out of, out of school once and for all, uh, out of high school, that, that, that is. Um, and so I just remember thinking it seemed like forever. Every year that passed, like, golly, I have another six, you know, you'd count them when you were a kid. Okay, six more years until I graduate. Five more years, just forever, took forever. And then I blinked, and then I was graduated. And I, and I remember thinking after I graduated, and, uh, and we had the privilege when, when I was um, in high school to continue playing uh, baseball. We, we played in the state tournament. And, and so we actually got to play after I had graduated high school. We were, we were out of school, but we were still playing. And I remember thinking it was almost like a little extra special like, blessing because when it was over, it was over. Like, it was done. I was graduated, and in my senior year, I, I, I love my senior year, probably because I only had, like, two real classes, but, um, uh, but I just, I loved it. And I, and I realized that senior year, as, as the, the, the months were chomping up and the first semester was gone, and, and then all of a sudden you're done with football, and you're done, like, it's done, it's over, you're finished, you know, and then you keep going, and, and everything is, is like that. You, you come to it it, 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 it ends, and then it's done, and you, and you never get the opportunity again, it's over. And... Um, the same is true for my kids today. Uh, each, each, you know, every couple of days or couple of weeks, and especially this last couple of weeks, uh, as public schools have been starting and stuff, 
Uh, we, I've just been messing with you. Y'all ready for school to start? You know, y'all ready? And I, no, no, you know, and uh, just not ready. And some of the public schools have already started, but I think most in here are probably going to start uh, tomorrow, right? Is that right? Okay, so uh, everybody's like, oh, no, not school. Parents are like, yes, thank you, Lord, you know. Some parents are not. Some parents are like, no, school starts, and that means our lives become crazy. Um, but again, um, for us, one is starting high school, which is mind-blowing. The other is um, starting sixth grade. Again, it, just for us, I know some of you have, you know, the, the, been in high school, graduated, and, and you got kids, and you're like, yeah, just wait. That's, I'm getting there, okay? So just give me time. This is where we're at. Uh, again, we, we look at it and think, man, this is just crazy. Uh, because yesterday our kids were born and then we blinked and then now they're where they're at today I know it's gonna be the same thing for their graduations and their weddings if the Lord doesn't come back soon because he needs to answer that prayer <laughs> uh, before we get to that but I know that I'll blink later on tonight and then tomorrow will be five years later and, um, and so I, I just know that that's how our life goes. Yesterday, uh, we had the girls, and, and we had gone uh, to eat dinner, and, and then we were coming back. And <clears throat> I've never had Fuel City's fried pies until, <laughs> until yesterday. And some of you may be like, no, no. I'm, listen, they make those pies with, uh, what is the... Um, What's that? Uh, with love, yeah. <laughs> um, what am I thinking of? The, you go to the, the, uh, the theme parks, and I can't think of the word. I'm, funnel cake, thank you. Woo, man. I'm thinking waffles, you know. <laughs> yeah, the funnel cake. They make those pies with the funnel cake. It, it, that's what it tastes like. And they put that in there, and I, and I got it. Well, Avery wanted something from Sonic. I'm just telling you, I hate Sonic. Sonic is the worst. If you work there, I'm sorry. Maybe you, maybe you think the same thing if you work there. But I, I hate Sonic. I cannot stand it. Um, just because they don't have their act together. Somebody, need, somebody needs to fire the CEO and get a new one. Um, but they, uh, so she's like, I, I, I want this. I want something from Sonic. I was like, oh, Avery, I don't want to go to Sonic. I hate Sonic. So I started to go to Saginaw, uh, across the tracks, you know. And, and of course, the Addy said, every time we go this way, a train comes by train came by. So we turned around, went back to Blue Mound, and we started going, and, and Rochelle said, we should go down my old street. And so I said, oh, I got hot fried pies in my, it's going to be cold. I already got to go to Sonic. We're going to be there an hour. Let's go ahead and check that off. <clears throat> and, uh, and so we uh, said, so, all right, we'll drive through the neighborhood. And so we're driving, driving down the street that she uh, grew up in, and uh, by the house that I I first went by to meet her parents and uh, the house that I went to early Christmas morning to propose to her and uh, the house that we drove by after we had got married here. Limo drove us by there to get her luggage and, and we got all, all, all the, just looking at that house, driving by there, driving through the, the neighborhood uh, and just mind flooding with memories, right? Just, just going back and I know for her the same thing just thinking about when she was a kid and just immediately being flooded with with all these memories and then um, you blink and you flash forward and over two decades later you're here today you know and uh, I share that because we come to a place in our study 
that this is relevant for. In chapter 47, um, if you have your Bibles there, look in verse 7. Joseph brought in Jacob his father and set him before Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Jacob, How old art thou? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. And listen to what he says. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been, and have not attained until the days of the years of the life of my fathers and the days of their pilgrimage. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from before Pharaoh. So we see here this, this interaction between Jacob and Pharaoh, and, and, and I think it is a great reminder for us um, this morning. Notice the very first thing uh, that I want you to kind of look at is his age, 130 years old. Now for us today, 130 years is, is old. Um, and, and Jacob was old, there's, there's no question he was old when he was doing this, and he was about ready to die is what the Bible tells us. And so we know he was old, 130 years old, um, but as he said, compared to his ancestors, he wasn't really that old. Uh, his life had, had been a lot shorter than his, his dad and, 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 and those that went before him. Um, but also notice his reference to their lives as a pilgrimage, right? That's what he said, the days of, the, of my pilgrimage. And, and then he m- mentioned the pilgrimage of his, of his ancestors, those that have gone before him. And the word for pilgrimage is, is also another word uh, for sojourn. And that word sojourn is, 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 is in reference to somebody that's just passing through. Again, uh, a pilgrimage, a place where it's a temporary abode. Somebody just passes through. It's a reference for a stranger, actually. And so somebody who is just passing through a, a pilgrim, making a pilgrimage, sojourning through a land, doesn't necessarily belong there, but is there for a temporary amount of time. But notice, thirdly, Jacob said that the days of his years have been few, and evil. So here you are at the end of Jacob's life. Again, remember, he's Israel. He's chosen. God has chosen him, not Esau. And so at the end of his life, he's standing before this great king or great Pharaoh. And he, here's, here's, his, here's his, uh, the summary of his life. My life has been short and evil. Wow. And he's not standing for the judge, the king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's not standing for God in saying that, but he might as well been because that's what he's explaining to this Pharaoh is, listen, I haven't lived very long. Again, he was old. We would look at him and say, what are you talking about live very long? You've been 130 years. You're an old man. But in his mind, his, his life has been short and it's been evil. And I think that among the many different things that this interaction between Pharaoh and and Jacob tells us, one of the many things that it tells us is our first life point. Because what we're going to see is there's this great juxtaposition between Joseph and Jacob. This great, you know, hold them up next to each other and look, look at these two compared. And you got Jacob and you got Joseph. And almost at the opposite ends of the spectrum uh, that we'll see. But the life point is this, life is short and we should redeem every opportunity to glorify God. Life is short and we should redeem every opportunity to glorify God. Jacob, we have seen, has been out for Jacob most of his life. That's what he's been about. Jacob's been concerned about getting his, the, stealing the birthright, uh, getting the blessing. He's been concerned about what benefits Jacob. Uh, I mean, all of those things. That's been his mindset is what, what I want, 
what matters to me, what, what works for me, what benefits me. That's how he's lived his life. And here at 130 years old, near the end of his life, he's standing before this Pharaoh and he says, my life has been short and basically been wasted. What a sad end from, some, from somebody who has been chosen by God to be, to, for God to be glorified through. Again, he's been doing what's benefited him, doing what he wants to do in this world. And again, even though he's lived 130 years at the end, we get this sentiment, this gist from him that he's missed so many opportunities to truly make a mark for God. Think about that. I, my days have been short and my days have been evil. Pharaoh, I've missed a lot in my life. I've, I've messed up and I've missed a whole lot. Again, as I said, on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have Joseph. We have Joseph, his son, seems to have tried to redeem every opportunity, even when he's thrown in prison, even when he's falsely accused, even when he's in a foreign land and as a slave, it seems that he has tried, no matter what his circumstances have been, to redeem those opportunities to the glory of God. Again, whether good or bad, he's wanted to make a mark for the king. Both have been given graces. Both have been given blessings. Both men have been, again, shown favor of God. But we look at this, and there are two different places, either concerning missing opportunities or redeeming those opportunities from God. And as cliche as it might sound, as we look at, at, at what is going on in their lives, the truth is still, as cliche as it is, the truth is still that life is short and eternity is long. It's too short. And eternity is too long to waste our life away on temporal trappings. To waste our life away on things that are going to go away. That, that to spend our, our, the opportunities we have on, on ourselves, on, on something that's going to benefit us right now and right now only. Life is too short to waste it like Jacob did, living for himself. So just like in other ways, we do this, and then we blink, and it's 10 years later. We miss opportunities for the Lord. We start, we start falling away. Man, I'm telling you this, I, I, see, I see people, and it saddens my heart. I shared you know, last week in, on Wednesday night about uh, people falling away, and we see public figures in Christianity falling away and being bold in their departure. Um, and, and I'm just saying this. We, we, I mentioned, you know, gathering as a church. Um, it, it's so vital to, to do that. It's so vital what we're doing right now. And you can feel different ways about that depending on where you are in your relationship with the Lord. But I'm just telling you this. When you are in a sweet fellowship with God, you love being with God's people. So if, if you're not there, there's something disconnected in your fellowship with the Lord. That's just the truth. Because what ends up happening is you get disconnected from the Lord and, and sweet fellowship, and then you start getting disconnected from his people, the, the body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. Then other things in your personal walk and your personal life begin to fade away. You start getting disconnected. You start allowing for other things that you didn't before. You start falling into sinful patterns and falling into things that, that aren't glorifying to God. It just happens. And the next thing you know, you're completely out of church and you're completely living in the flesh and for the world again. And again, you look up and, and, and you realize it's been five years that I've been away. It's been 10 years that I'm away. That's the way that it happens because our life is short. 
It's flying by. We blink and it's, again, years later. 10 years, 20 years. We realize that we've missed so much as we were out for ourselves. We were looking out for what was benefiting to us and looking out what was going to be most beneficial to us in this world. That's just kind of how we were living. And we, we've wasted away on this world so much time and so many opportunities for the king and for eternity. And I just uh, I wonder if, if we could do an evaluation of our lives, even as, as we've been Christians, how many days would add up to how many years of how much time we have actually wasted and missed and not redeemed for the king, not redeemed for his glory. Again, Jacob is that great example of God's grace. We look at his life, again, he's 130 years old, and, and uh, we look at, well, why did God choose him? Again, God's grace. God chose him, I believe, so that he, we see him. He was the least worthy. I mean, he stole the birthright. He was, he, was, uh, he was a trickster. His name, Jacob, that's what it means, trickster. And so uh, he, this, is, this is who he was. Why would God choose somebody like that to raise up a nation and, and, and do all these things? Because I believe it was one, one aspect of when God shows his grace is, is for those who are the least worthy. You look at Jacob, and he was not worthy. You say, well, Jacob, Esau wasn't either. Esau was willing to sell it away. Exactly. But Jacob, I think, would be least worthy, less worthy because he stole it, you know. He tricked, and he tricked his dad. And, and so, again, we see a picture of God's grace in that he was the least worthy. You say, how was Joseph then? I mean, if Joseph was redeeming opportunities for God's glory, Jacob was missing them. It was, okay, we get the grace there. It's unmerited favor. God gave Jacob favor that he didn't deserve because he was unworthy. Then we look at Joseph's life as an example of God's grace in choosing those who are the least likely and the lowly. Because when we look at the, 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 those who God uses and gives his grace to, that's what the Bible says, that he exalts those that humble themselves, that he's near to those that are of a contrite heart, that, he's, he, that, 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 that those who, who humble themselves in the, light, in the sight of the Lord he lifts them up. And so again, we look at Joseph's life and he is given grace and God is showing grace to those who are least worthy or yeah, least worthy and those who are the least likely in both of these. But this morning, I think it's important for us to, in looking at this, to do a real evaluation and ask the question for each of us. Ask yourself this question. I ask you, who are you really living for? Who are you really living for? Again, I think that as a Christian, it's just, it's just programmed in us to say, I'm living for God. But let's really answer that question based on how we're actually living. Who are we really living for? Because we can further that, that question and go a little bit deeper and say, are we really redeeming opportunities for God? Are we missing so many? <clears throat> Remember, just like Jacob was saying to Pharaoh, same thing for us. We're just pilgrims. We're just sojourning. This is a temporary abode. These are temporary vessels. This is, this is just a moment in time in the scope of God's eternal, timeless plan. This right now. These are lives. Again, we're just strangers passing through. So are we making this short time really count for the glory of God? Because we'll blink, and it will be 10 years later. We'll blink, 
and we'll be in our old age. We'll blink and those who have gone before will be passed. It's going to be done. It's going to be over. That's how our lives go. So we have to ask the question, are we really making this short time really count for the glory of God? Because if we're not, then we say, well, I'll, I'll get to it. I, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just trying to make it there. If we're not redeeming the time now, then it will be that 30 years later, we'll be those Jacobs at the end of our lives and, and that say, I've wasted it. My life has been short, but it's been evil. Had so much opportunity and I missed it. Are we making this time really count for the Lord? Are we, are we wasting the opportunities far too often? I don't know about you, but when I'm done in this temporal, temporal world, I'm done with this temporal body, I don't want to look back and be able to count the few times that I actually redeemed the opportunities for the Lord and not have a clue at the multitude of opportunities that I missed. I don't want to look back at the end of my life and say, man, you know, well, that one time I, I, I had an opportunity. I was sitting with somebody, and I, and I actually handed them a track, and I remember that. I, I remember that one time that I, that I, I went, and I, and I shared with my family member about how to, how to be saved and go to heaven. I don't want to be at the end of my life and be able to count on, on a hand or two the few times that I redeemed opportunities for the eternal glory of God. And, and have no recollection of the multitude of times that I missed it. I, I want it to be the opposite. I, I want the God who has shown me so much grace, the God who's shown me so much love, the God who's given me eternity, called me his child, made me a joint heir with Christ. All of these things shed his blood for me, rose from the dead, gave me life. I, I want at the end of my life to stand before that God and say, God, I can't count the times. I, I don't remember. I've lost, not, not in a way of boasting, but I want to be able to stand before my Lord and have so redeemed my sojourning that I can't count the times that were redeemed for his glory. That, that, that's not a, in a boastful way. I just don't want to be, I want to so be wasted on him, on his glory, on his purpose that I, I can't remember. That, that it's every opportunity I have, I'm trying to redeem. That's what I want. And I want to be able to stand there and, and be able to count the very few times that I, I missed the opportunities. I remember that one time I had that opportunity and I, I sat there and I was nervous and I was worried about how to start the conversation. I remember that time. I remember that time that I had an opportunity to give and, and to sacrifice. And I remember I, I was really wanting this and, 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 and I couldn't have this and give to that cause. And so I... I just buy this instead of giving. And I don't want to count. I, I don't want to have so many of those. I want it to be reversed. Again, who are we really living for? Am I not asking here? Well, how do you truly know? I mean, I, I have those opportunities. I have those th things that I can count. I remember times that I've done that. How, how do I truly know who I truly am living for? You asked the question a while ago, who am I truly living for? How do you truly know? Here's a little exam. It's there in your notes. You can fill in the blanks. But just some questions the Lord kind of put on my heart, challenged me, I think, that we can all be challenged with. How do we know who we're really living for? Number one, do you make decisions based on how they represent God and his kingdom? See, so many of us just make decisions. And a lot of us make decisions based on how it benefits us in the moment or how it makes sense for us in this world. 
Right now, I, I think this is the best thing for me and my family, and we're not thinking about how, what it might do for the Lord and his kingdom. We just make the decision for us in the right now. And so, how, how do you know who I'm living for? Do you make decisions based on how they represent God and his kingdom? Secondly, do you make decisions based on how they will advance God's cause or how they benefit you? So when you make those decisions, daily decisions, life decisions, big decisions, small decisions, when you make the decisions of life, do you make them based on how they actually will help God's cause be advanced? Or, again, are you simply looking at the temporal benefit, the immediate benefit, or maybe even the worldly long-term benefit for you? I'm not saying that these things are evil and bad in themselves to have those thoughts of, about your family and taking care of things both in the short term and long term, being responsible, being good stewards. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. But I'm saying do you make decisions solely on how they will advance your cause or benefit you versus do you make decisions and say, you know what, we really want to do this, we really think this would be a good thing, but how will it impact God's kingdom? How will it advance his cause? Will it? Does it have any impact? Number three, do you more often than not do what God calls and commands, even if you have to sacrifice? See, that's a, a, a tough question right there. Because when we talk about doing what God calls for and God commands, a lot of times we're good as long as it's convenient. But when it takes sacrifice, then we say, well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm doing all this other stuff. But do, do, do you more often than not do what God calls and commands regardless of if you have to sacrifice or not? But that means more time. But is this what God's calling for? Is this what God has commanded? Well, yeah, but I mean, that means I won't have this or I won't be able to do that. And I really, I wanted to do that. I signed up for this or I did that. And, you know. But again, who are we living for? That's the question. Who am I truly living for? Because we can get so wrapped up in this world and it can become so much about us just like Jacob, that it just begins to snowball. And that's what happens. You, you, you blink and you wake up 130 years later and you realize my, day, my life's been short and I've wasted it. Well, I had the opportunity here, but I chose to, to benefit myself instead of advance God's cause. And those opportunities just pile up in the days and the weeks and the months and the years. And that they just pile up. And later in life, you look back and you say, man, I've missed so much. To advance God's kingdom. In the moment, we don't think it's a big deal. In those, those small decisions, we don't think it's, it's, not a, it's not a big deal. Not this year, not this time, not at this moment. Not, I mean, just once. That's what, that's what Satan told Eve. Just try it. See if, you know, God's told you one thing. Did he really say that? Number four, do you see your life as a vessel, as an instrument, a soldier, that God wants to use for his glory. See, Brother, uh, Brother Nosh shared something this morning. I'm, I hope, is that okay if I say something about it? I, I, I don't, I don't want to make him in a bad spot or anything, but he, he went to a, a, a thing last week and he was, had an opportunity to introduce himself and he said that he had been challenged with kind of when he does that to, to set the tone differently than previously. You know, you go to a conference, you go to a meeting, you, you meet people new, and a lot of times we say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so, I, I work for so-and-so, and I do this. And that's how people, you know, well, we're at a work conference, we're at this, we're at that. And so he said he was challenged, and, went and, and, and he introduced himself as, uh, I'm Nashu Bernard. Uh, I'm a child of God, servant of Christ. I'm a husband, father, and I work for Garner Denver. And, and that's it. 
But, but what happens in our lives is we get so, again, wrapped up. We have our jobs. We have our identities in this world. We have those things. But nothing is to trump our identity in Christ. That is who we are. We are dead without Christ. The only reason we have life is because he is the life. And so when we say, listen, this is who I am, and we only identify ourselves with the things of this world, again, we, and I'm not saying that's just sinful. I'm just saying we can get into the bad routine, the bad habit, the bad mindset, the bad lifestyle of thinking this is what our life is about when it's not. We are vessels. We are instruments. We are soldiers in the king's army. That's who we are. We're children of God. We're here as his ambassadors just passing through. And so along the way, he affords us blessings like living in this country, giving us ability so that we can work and have uh, substance to provide for our families. And, and yeah, there's things that we can enjoy along the way, but that's not life. That's not it. Our life is our vessels and instruments and soldiers and ambassadors. It's that, that's what it is about. And so again, if we don't see our lives every day like that, say, yeah, but how can I? Because man, I've go 12 14 hours a day and I'm working, I'm working and my focus is that. Man, lift up your eyes. Look at the opportunities. The co-workers, the people you encounter. Be the salt, be the light. Something, maybe sometimes a simple introduction. Hey, I'm a child of God. Servant of Christ. How do you see your life? Number five, do you place God in the things of God as priority over flesh and the things of the world? Uh-oh. <clears throat> I'm not going to stay there real long because that could be a long time of meddling. Um, but we can all be guilty. We can all be guilty of placing, just like Jacob did, well, this is how it benefits me. We can place that over, wait a second, this is what God wants. This is the Lord. This is the King. So I don't know, I'm, I'm living for the Lord, or, or truly live for the Lord, or truly live for myself. Again, ask yourself, do you place the things of God, place God in things of God as priority over flesh? What are the things of God? Name it. I mean, his word, prayer, his church, his mission. I mean, everything that God has and is about God, do you place him and his stuff above your stuff and the world's stuff? It, you can put it like that. What's most important in your life? What is priority? And lastly, do you look for ways to further God's kingdom? Do you look for ways to further God's kingdom? See, there's a lot of us that, that we, we go to work and we have our kids and our grandkids and we're, we're looking for advancement. We're looking for a better business, a better job, a better opportunity. We're looking for a next step up. We're looking for a promotion. We're looking for a better company to work for. We're looking for, we're looking for that advancement. We're looking for um, furthering ourselves, furthering what we have. And, and, and again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have ambition. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to strive to be the best that you can be. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to say, you know what, I have an opportunity for promotion. It's not going to take anything away from the things of God. I'm not saying that I've got an opportunity to do this. But, but again, when we wake up and day after day, are we consumed with that only, fleshly and worldly furthering of, our, of those things? 
Or do we get up and realize as we're a child of God, as we're a soldier of the cross, as we're, as we're uh, the, 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 the vessels and the instruments and the ambassadors, as we're that, every day do we wake up and we say, how can I further God's kingdom today? How can I further his kingdom? Not mine, not in the kingdom of this world, not what benefit, how can I do that? Because all of us can be guilty of just getting up and looking at how we got to further this world's kingdom or our kingdom. But when we remember that our life is so short, that our days are truly few, and we're children of God, then I think that we can say, you know what? I need to stop wasting my days focused on that. And it's not that I'm going to be less of an example of, of everything that I do, do as unto the Lord. I'm going to do my job to the very best of my ability and give God all the glory. I'll see the doors that God opens, and if they don't cause me to sacrifice the things of God, and if he opens the door for promotion or he opens the door for another job, then yeah, I'll prayerfully consider that. But man, I'm not going to waste my days just being consumed with those thoughts and those desires. I want to get up every day and think as an eternal child of God, not as a temporal worker here, not as a temporal whatever you do, not as a, as a temporal, I'm, I'm going to think as an eternal child of God that's on a short-term mission trip, how can I further God's kingdom? <clears throat> I'm going to have to stop there this morning. We'll, we'll just pick it up next week and I guess talk more about that because the Lord wants us to, so I don't know. Um, but I, I, I want to encourage you with those six questions this morning, challenge you as I've been challenged. Don't just have taken the notes and walk out of here and go back the same way. Same, same way of living. Be challenged as I, I've been challenged in this message. I, I want to wake up tomorrow morning and have a more eternal perspective, a better eternal perspective. I want to be more eternally minded, more, more, see myself more as that child of God and as that ambassador, as that soldier than I, than I did today, than I did yesterday. And somebody, somebody says, well, it's a lot easier for you. you you're a pastor, you get up and you go and you do church stuff, you know. Listen, I'm in flesh and blood too. There are, there are also things on top of the job of studying and praying and, and, and preaching and, and meeting and counseling and, and stuff like that. There's, there's tangible things. Then there's, there's other stuff in the world that can pull me away just like anybody else. So there may be a, a different layer of, of challenge for you because you get up and you've got to go to a secular job and, and you've got to perform or you may get fired or you've got to do this, you've got to do that. I'm just, I'm just, this morning, I think God has challenged us and we see this example. Jacob was chosen by God and yet he wasted his whole life. His, his long life, we consider long life, but to him when it was all over, just like we do, right? Boy, man, that was, that was a short amount of time. I look back at my school days and I, was, I think, Whew, that went fast. And that's where Jacob was. I don't want any of us at the end of our lives or even to stand before the Lord one day and say, man, that went by way too fast, God. It went by way too fast. I missed way too many opportunities, Lord. God, I, I, I was so worried about building this for me and doing this for me and, and, and living like this for me. I was so consumed with that that I missed so much. And here I am, it's over, and I can't go back. 
I can't change anything. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. And I get to the, the other point this morning, but I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't even know if I'll see it or you'll see it. All I know is I have right now. And I, I have an opportunity. I can respond to God's word. I can respond to this message, and so can you. And so I'll, I'll work on that later. I, I, but right now, I've got this going on at work. I've got this going on in our life and our family. We've got so much going on. I, you know, when we get a little bit calmer, you don't have that promise. You have right now. You can either make this and say, you know what? No more. No more looking only for myself or only for our I'm going to look for, to, to the kingdom of God. I'm going to look to his glory. You can do that today. Right now is the opportunity you have. And so that's the challenge. And just like I prayed earlier, if you're here today and you're not positive that you're going to heaven when you die, don't, don't leave this place. So I want to think about that. You know, now is the opportunity you have. I wish I could tell you you could think about it and maybe come back next Sunday and, and think about it some more. And I, 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 don't, I don't know the future. I, I can't tell you if you'll have that time. You have right now, though. And if you're here and you're not positive that heaven's your home, I really want to beg you to come forward. When, we ha when the musicians are going to come, we're going to have invitation time. There's a, there's a card in the back of those seats behind you. And you say, I'd like to know more about that. I want to know about going to heaven. Grab that card, put your name on it, and, and that place where it says, I want to know about salvation, check it and bring it by the, the Guest Connect Center so we can talk to you and share it with you. Or you can say, you know, I want to know now. Come down, at the, come down during the invitation time. Let somebody show you in God's word how you can know for sure that heaven's going to be your home. Today, not tomorrow, not next week, because right now is the time you have. So let's, let's respond to God's word. Let's have asked ourselves these questions and respond in a way that glorifies them. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this, this challenge. Thank you for this message. Lord, as I've already talked to you, Lord, I, I'm sorry for missing so many opportunities. God, it's so easy to get wrapped up in this world. It's so easy to get wrapped up in this life. It's so easy to get wrapped up in things and, 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 and stuff and even things that aren't bad altogether. But Lord, help us to live our lives, to see our lives as temporary. Lord, on this earth at least, but as eternal souls, eternal, eternal soldiers, Lord, we're, we're, we're part of your kingdom. And help us not miss the opportunities, but redeem them for your glory. Lord, help us respond rightly now, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name.